Fathering often requires that we step out of our comfort zones. Today on the Nobleman Podcast, we rejoin Ed Gomes and discuss how we need to leave our comfort zones for the sake of the next generation. You know, I, I so many times I see guys who want young men to come and do what the older man wants to do. Come join me in my hobby. Come do what I enjoy doing. But really, if we're going to be intentional and if we're going to have a desire to make that connection, then it really needs to be us with a level of maturity stepping outside of our comfort zone to engage something of value and interest to that younger man. And um, again, that's that's Jesus stepped out of the glory of heaven to insert himself into humanity being born in a manger so that he could come and be with us and live among us and ultimately die for our sins. So there's there's a part of this. It's learning to die to myself so that others could come to know him. And Mike, and see what the devil tries to get us to do. To get, the devil tries to get us to focus on what isn't happening. But what we got to do is not focus on what isn't happening. We got to focus on what can happen. And what that may mean is I got to get out of my comfort zone. I can't stay in my office. I have to go into the locker room. I have to go into the training table. I have to go into uh, the training room. I have to go into the dormitory. See, so, but when they see us from a different perspective, then they say, wow. Yeah, he's coming to my world. Now, let me let me ask you this, because this is a, a, a one of the controversies that I end up with sometimes with seasoned men, I call them, when I'm trying to help them and encourage them to engage mentoring relationships. They look at the young people and they say, well, I, you know, I don't understand this tattoo business. I don't understand the earrings. I, I don't understand, you know, whatever it is that is external to them. And so without even sometimes saying anything, they pass judgment on people you know, they've built the wall and they can't get over it to reach the younger man. And the younger man is not even trying because he knows he's being judged or whatever. So speak to some seasoned men about how do you engage young men and recognize this is not their identity. Um, give some encouragement to those guys to see beyond those things. What does that look like? Hey, uh, in our locker room before we come out for the ball game. It is electric. And brother, we got the jungle music playing now. I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue, brother, what they are saying. But I can tell you, brother, every single player knows exactly what's going on. They're singing every word. I don't have a clue. So my point is this. Don't get hung up with what you don't know or don't understand. Whether we like it or not, this is here to stay. The kind of music these kids listen to, the way these kids dress, the tattoos, the earrings. Uh, hey, don't let the enemy keep those external things from keeping you from getting to the real issue. That's the heart. And all it is is the devil uses those things to keep us from, I'll give you an example. Now, you got to have a relationship to do this. One of our female uh, trainers, she had an earring in her nose. Now, you've you got to have a relationship before you can do this. I said, sweetheart, I'm going to talk to you like you're my daughter. God has blessed you with natural beauty. Sweetheart, 
You don't need that earring. You want, you want to attract people to your heart, not to your nose. Now, the only reason I said that is because I have a relationship with her. You got to have a relationship. If you don't have a relationship, just shut up, love on that guy, love on that girl, and trust God to open up the conversation. But eventually they figure it out. You know, eventually they they figure it out. But but my encouragement to the older men, don't let the devil use that as a distraction to build a relationship with this young man that needs your wisdom and your insight and your experience. And God will take care of all the other stuff. Because you probably find out that in some cases, dads have been judgmental. The biological dads have been judgmental of, of these young men. And so th- they can't even catch a break at home. And that's caused some of the friction. So they, they, they're just looking for a place where they can be seen beyond those things. I would say major on the majors and minor on the minors. Right. I, I'm thinking about 1 Samuel 16, where... Um, David is anointed king because Samuel comes looking and he, he's looking for the tall and the strong. And the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature because I've rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. And so spot on to, to make sure that we're pursuing their hearts and seeking to get to know them and, and helping them with a heart of flesh rather than a heart of stone as we're ministering to them. And you know what too, Mike, again, I go back to don't let the devil talk you out of ministering to that young person. They need you. Just like I'm glad that I'm right next to the training room because if I'm having a bad moment or a bad day, not a bad day, a bad moment, I'm reminded when I step out of my office of young men that have it worse off than I have. And so don't let the enemy get you to focus on what you can't change or what you don't like. Focus on what it can become like because you're willing to get out of your comfort zone and get a little dirty and get involved in his life and wrap your arms around him or her so that they can know that someone cares about them and there's something that's more important. You know, we can always tell, hey, we can always tell when our guys get their paycheck. Some of them got, they got the gold teeth. They got, uh, they got the gold teeth. They got, you know, they got the watch. So, hey, it's, it's just a fad. But don't let... The external things keep us from loving uh, these kids or young men. So, Ed, I know you've got, I think, two kids of your own, a son and a daughter, correct? Yes. yes. So what did you learn as a father to your son and a, and your daughter that you are applying with these kids um, that you are working with today, these young men? I'll start with my daughter, Priscilla. Priscilla and Steve, they live in Charleston, South Carolina, and they have two beautiful children, uh, I remember I was expecting my daughter to have her clothes folded in the drawer, you know, all those different things. And so finally I I said, sweetheart, only what I see. But more importantly, one day I asked Priscilla, I said, Priscilla, help daddy to say what I'm trying to say so that you understand what I'm saying. That was so beneficial. She, I said, Priscilla, Help me to say what I'm trying to say in a way so that you understand what I'm saying. And that was an eye opener. And then with my son, Joshua, um, again, it's majoring on the majors and minoring on the minors. 
I remember Josh one day, he was at a beauty salon getting his hair braided. And back then his idol was uh, Alan Iverson. And I wasn't against braiding hair, but I didn't think as a dad that that's what he needed at that moment. So I get home, my mother, my wife tells me he's at a saloon, a beauty salon. I said, a beauty salon? When I found out where he was at, I told the lady, you got two choices. One, unbraid it or, 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 uh, or cut it off. Now, he could have told me where to go. She unbraided it. Well, Joshua's got two children now. One day we would have a conversation. And I said, Josh, I don't know if you got mad at me when he said, Dad, I was hot. I was hot. But now he's got two children. See, so the thing is, get feedback on how to better communicate. Because, again, we're trying to do the best we can. But sometimes our way of communicating is not, it's not effective. So engage in the conversation on how we can do a better job as a dad. How can I do a better job in talking with you as my son or my daughter? But those are two things that I have found helpful to me. You know, I love that. And, and like I said, you know our kids. Um, and and there have been times when I, my sons have just said, hey, Dad, I you need to stop this lecture because I stopped listening a little while ago. We, we're going <laughs> to... And it's so, I mean, just I very candidly, not mean, that. not, oh, yeah. not out of line, but he just said, Hey, this is, I, I, I'm, I'm no longer paying attention to what you're saying. And I, you know, I didn't listen to lectures so well anyway, myself as a kid, but part of what I love, what you're saying is you're asking kids questions. You're asking them and we get so much more value out of a relationship when we ask rather than tell. And so we have to be good question askers, not, not necessarily uh, truth tellers all the time. If if we can ask questions that lead to them discovering some truth, then that's the real win. But we need to be good at asking questions if we're going to father our biological children or our spiritual children well. Yeah, one of the things I've appreciated about you and your wife, Mike, is, and I, I've seen you, your, your kids in action. They picked on me a few times, but it's always been it's always been an encouragement to see how you and your wife engage. Uh, in the lives of your children, and 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 that has always been an, an example and a blessing to me. So thank you for the way that you have modeled relationships with. And I know, knowing your boys, I know that you have had some man-to-man, father-son conversations. But but thank you for the example that you have set. Oh, it's it's been a blast. I tell you, they're doing some fun things and uh, we're, we're thankful for how God continues to, to work in their lives and mature them. So uh, as he matures us as well, man, that's, that's part of this. You know, I think in the mentoring thing, if we think we've got all the answers and we're just going to pour them into somebody else, we're missing the fact that while we're making ourselves available to help someone else, God's working on us and transforming us as well and maturing us. And um, that that's part of this. He's making me a better man as he teaches me how to be a father to my kids. Yeah. And I think that's so important because we have to be honest with our children, because, again, we're trying to raise our children to the best of our ability. And again, as I look back. If I had to do it again, Mike, there's two things that I would have done different. One, I would have spent more time focusing on character development. I would have spent more time. Uh, teaching my son how to use the skill saw, how to use the, you know, the, because those are things that I like. You know, again, I don't beat myself up, but 
if I had to do it again, those would be two things that I would take more time doing because back then, you know, it seems like everything's got to be done now instead of taking the time. It may take a little more. In fact, I'm helping my son with a project at his house and my wife corrects me. It's not I, it's we. It's you and your son. Did, did, did Joshua use the nail gun? Did Joshua use the table saw? And I took a picture with Joshua with the nail gun because mother's been on me because it's, it's been about <laughs> I, but this has been about we. That's huge. And those moments are precious when you get to spend together working on something, creating. I mean, that's uh, Genesis Genesis 1, create and cultivate, take dominion over the earth. And uh, so all of those things work into uh, to our lives. So that's just awesome. Hey, one last question, and this could go on, but Ed, one of the things that young men are struggling with is the purity issue. So how are you helping guys navigate keeping themselves pure, walking faithfully in a world that just keeps screaming at them to pursue sexual satisfaction in all kinds of ways that are outside the bounds of God's good provision for us in marriage? Mike, that's a great question. That That is a, the, the challenges that our young men face today. I mean, we had our challenges coming up, but yep. the, the things that these young men face today. So one is, first of all, I've got to make sure that my relationship with God is up to date. If I'm asking tough questions in my accountability with the guys that I'm meeting with before we get into the Bible study, if it's one guy, two guys, three guys, four guys, five guys, the guy that picks the lesson gets a chance to ask any question that he wants about anything that is on his mind. So if it's my turn to ask a question and this young man has a girlfriend, my tough question for him is how have you been an example in your relationship physically with your girlfriend? Or my question could be, have you looked at anything this week on your laptop that you should not be looking at? And then sometimes, Mike, it's, it's, it's about honesty. Hey, guys, you know what? I got so frustrated with myself this week because I did not bounce my eyes. I was talking to God. I was in prayer, and the Holy Spirit said, hey, you know what? You allowed your eyes to be undisciplined. So I said, God, you're absolutely right. So right then and there in my prayer time, it became confession. Then, then from that point on, it's walking in obedience. So it's about being honest with struggles that we face as men. Uh, we can't walk around as blinders. We can't put blinders on our head, but we got to learn to bounce our eyes. And when I'm not bouncing my eyes, it's an indication that I'm not disciplined in my heart because it's a reflection of my heart, which gets back to my relationship with God. So if young men are not going to, cultivate a personal relationship with God in the word and prayer, listening to the right kind of music, there's no way that they're going to be able to develop those patterns that are going to help them to be successful in those areas. So it's about being honest. Hey, hey guys, today I blew it. Today I did not exercise self-discipline. And this is what I did about it. It's memorizing the word of God. It's memorizing character qualities. You know, it's, it's real authentic conversations in real life with these guys because you and I know, like I tell our guys right now, there's not too many kids on campus. So right now they're not, they won't be spending much time in the trainer's room. Right. 
But once the once the, the, the kids all show up on campus, I'm going to notice that some of our guys are going to be having neck issues. They're going to be seeing the trainer for neck problems because they stop breaking their neck, you know, trying to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Looking you know at I mean? the girl that they just passed. Yeah. I, you know how I know that? Because I've had neck issues myself, Ed. Oh, join the club. <laughs> and you know what, Mike? Those neck, those neck issues never change the rest Great. of our lives. That's why we have to be uh, men who are constantly disciplining our heart and mind so that we can be the men, the fathers, the husbands, the grandparents that God wants us to be. Yeah, we got a lot of work to do. Well, Ed, you know I love hanging out with you. I am so glad that you uh, took time for this. I know you're getting ready to fire up, and it's uh, you're getting into a busy season here with practice starting and uh, training camp. But thank you so much for taking time with us. Any final words to guys about understanding the importance and the value of investing in the next generation and being spiritual fathers to men who are in desperate need of some guidance? Guys, I would say don't let the enemy talk you out of getting involved in someone's life. That young man needs you more than you realize. Take a step of faith. Trust God to do something through you, and you'll be amazed what will happen. Amen. Well, Ed, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Folks, this is the end of this episode of the Nobleman Podcast. We'll be back next week with some more updates about mentoring and uh, fathering and how we can encourage you to uh, mentor your own children and other kids, other young men, well for the kingdom of God. God bless you, folks. Take care. 